Hey there, Meyer Sign friends and followers. I'm Michael Boss, and I have the privilege of being the creator and host of Tales of the Magic Skagit, a podcast series celebrating the people, places, and things that make the Skagit Valley magic, sponsored by Meyer Sign. Thanks for giving us a listen. And now, on to the program. explained that the old people who were unable to speak English, just mm-hmm. like, you know, some people are un- unable to speak Indian. That's right. So the old people, when they tried to say the white man's doctor. Oh. To the old people who spoke in, in the native tongue meant the white man's doctor. So... And we're talking about uh, uh, in in the Lumi or um, Lumi language, or no, no, this was from Swinomish. With Swinomish, but I mean, you know, so it's not an actual ancestral name. However, I have permission to use it as such, so I'm the first. Yeah, that's, uh, interesting. that's interesting because that's the first generation name, which is rare to have a name. Introduced because most of our language and our names predate actually our current language. Do you know why the Indian names are important? Well, because they're your names. <laughs> Be well, aside from that, when you when you come to any territory, you you have your advice, which is who you are and who who you come from. So that, like, when Jay came to Spokane, he introduced himself and said his family. And then, and then he, he met cousins of his. So then when you are related to people, you are welcomed as family mm-hmm. um, and, and protected as family. Mm-hmm. So in the spiritual way, when we, right now, when we're talking in the same physical location where we're only separated by time, from the ancestors, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that the ancestors, some of them, recognize the names as family, and then they can offer you the protection of being family. Mm-hmm. We need to we get ahead of ourselves. If we're supposed to do a podcast, we're supposed to introduce ourselves. Well, this is this is yeah, and this are we is, recording? Yeah, we are. We yeah. are because I think that was okay. That was pretty that good. Was perfect. That was really nice. Explain. Yeah, that. Let's keep the introductions going. Jay Bowen. Okay, yes. My name is Jay Bowen. Clock-a-dub. Uh, Clock-a-dub. Uh, Upper Skagit, Swinomish, Naquami, Snohomish, a lot of tribes. Question. Yes. That name, where does it come from? What, is it, what does Cl- it represent? Clock-a-dub is my great-grandfather's name. A man who held, uh, I, I walk in his shadow to this day. He was a medicine man. He had five major spirit helpers. And a multitude of minor spirit helpers. Did you know the history before then? The name itself? The name, the one thing I was told... Maybe before your grandfather. Oh, it passed down. Grandfather to grandfather to grandfather. They've always been medicine men, so they're always... Right, so yeah. some names come with responsibility. Mm-hmm. So what he, what Jay just told you is... Clockadup. 
Fuck it up. And though we, it, the name came with, came with, it was given to you by who? Auntie, my great grand aunt. Right. So yeah. when the elder recognized that the next manifestation mm-hmm. of Clockadub, the medicine man, okay. would be given to Jay uh, as a responsibility, okay. and then what he told you is it's a sign job. He's he kind of like the Dalai Lama. He's mm. still, he's still. Um, you take the name; it's like a mantle, right? Right. And then you advance the name. With your work, you're supposed to add. You're supposed to add to the the word, the name. You're supposed okay. to add to the power. Gotcha. So everyone is supposed to add to the name. That's a good point. You're supposed to. Uh, when you pass it on, you give it more. Right. You advance. Yeah. Right. And I share my name with Joshua, my nephew, and ah, he's the one who saved you. He's the one who saved me. It's also the night before he left to war. Um. I realized he had no spirit helper, he had no name. So I said, we're going to do a ceremony, you know, and I'm going to share my name with you. So you have protection. Because mm-hmm. the Kansas have never lost a man in battle, never lost Whoa. a soldier, ever. Wow. Because we always send them off with their spirit helpers. And they were at D-Day, they were at, you know, they were at uh, Battle of the Bulge, you know, Korea, everywhere. Wow. We never lost a soldier. Wow. And so I had a ceremony, and my mom got mad because I didn't do it right. I said, Mom, it's desperate time. Yeah. <laughs> He's leaving in the morning to go to war. Okay, okay, that's okay then. And um, there were times when he was supposed to have been killed over there. I mean, a rocket went into his helicopter and didn't explode. Just sat there, you know. Uh, he was walking on the runway one night, and, and he lit a cigarette, and he said, all of a sudden, Bam! At his feet, <laughs> bullets started hitting. You know, wow. and and uh, he avoided all of them. Wow. You know, he avoided all all the close brushes with death. Wow. You know? and so they protect you. They they give you power, you know, and they protect you. Tony, how did how uh, talk about the origins of your name, if you don't mind? My <clears throat> my name's Bukaya Khed comes from my great-grandfather, and it was a name that he was given as a young man. And he carried it for his young adult life, and then it changed after he got older. And at that time, it was given to my father in his young age. And he used it through his young age until he became Kakultsu and changed name. So it's it's like a name that you would use in your adolescence. And when I got mine, I was new to a job that I was supposed to be doing for the community. And it's as a speaker. And I come from a long line of speakers, people that have the ability to communicate with for their people, with mm-hmm. their people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it comes out of the Snohomish area, the name does. And that's where grandma comes from, is Snohomish. Mm-hmm. And that's... Oh, Snohomish, yeah. 
And that's where my name comes from, and that's where I get it. And then one day I'll pass it to either my son or my grandson mm-hmm. in their early work. And his, my son's about ready to take a name now. And I'm, because he's doing some great work right now that very few people yeah, possess the ability yeah. to do. And he's, he's a caretaker, so it's, it's another service <coughs> job for our people. You know, mm-hmm, it's not, mm-hmm. it's no different than me being a speaker. It's him doing what his gifts are and what he possesses. So it's, it goes along with protecting you and your gift while you're doing the work. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you receive the name, when it's publicly received, like in my naming was about 25 years ago, uh, maybe almost 30 years now, we had to give a huge potlatch. It was huge. Mm. And probably 150, 200 people there. Uh, heads of families came from all over the area. Where did you hold the potlatch, Jay? At the Upper Skagit Tribe, the Tribal Center. Okay. So we had to feed everybody, we had to honor everybody, and then you give away thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of gifts. <laughs> and uh, according to whatever, whatever however you value their contribution. <clears throat> sure. And uh, at the end of the day, you're supposed to give away everything. You know, every you give away everything, you know. And you walk out there with less than you walked in with. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially that, when your name is big. Hmm? Yeah. When you take it. See, because like a lot of people have a claim to a name. You know, families are big. You know, so for a, an important name... Um, you're supposed to go and ask everybody who has claim to the name okay. for permission. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a you, franchise. When you bring it out, then then you you're potlatching uh, so that people will recognize. Okay. That. You also have to go to the heads of the family. Oh yeah, God, the heads. We're having the, another. The, we're having a name in this summer. The, mm. Yeah. The actual head of the family. Damn straight, I want to come. Um, my dad held that position for a long time. The one in charge of the names? The one in yeah. charge of the names. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I went, I did, that's what I yeah. did. I mean, it, there's different ways. Some names are just, sometimes the grandparents will just start calling a kid something. Um, and it'll stick. Yeah. You know. Well, that's all right. Well, yours and my brother's name, both both of your guys' names, your original keepers of the name. Speepot is... Aunt Bert gave him that name. Um, and nobody else had possessed that name before him. Um, yeah. Well, I'm going to do something unusual this summer because I'm asking for a second name. Oh? Why? Second time around in life. Are you going to keep the old one? I'll keep both of them, yeah. All right. Some people have multiple names. Yeah. Well, you know, so, see, some right off the bat that strikes me that is so, you know, different from the culture that I grew up in is you're born, your parents give you a name. Now, it might just be a name that they happen to really like. Um, very often, it was, you know, somebody in your family had that name, you know, grandparent or an uncle or somebody. Mm-hmm. Um and then you sort of live into your name as best you can, yeah. right? 
And maybe you even decide you want to change it. You want to take your middle name and make it your first name, or you just give yourself an entirely new name altogether. But what I'm hearing here in the, the culture that, that, that you grew up in was that it takes a while before your name can really yeah. be decided because we got to see you. We got to see what's in you. It doesn't. It doesn't. Oh, okay. It, everything is into it, everything is a unique situation. Like uh-huh. Jake can tell you about how his daughter was named. Laho was named at birth, which is uh, my great grand aunt called up one who's in charge of the family. And she said, I have a name for the baby. And she didn't ask me if it was a boy or a girl, by the way. She just called up because she knew the baby was born that morning. She didn't know boy or girl. And I said, what, what's the name? She says, La Jolita. And it was a bad connection that day. So I got La Jolita out of it. And See, I'd, I'd be the white guy going, Lolita. That's interesting. La Jolita. La Jolita. La Jolita. And then her, her great grand other grand great aunt called back to that. Like as soon as I hung up the phone, she said, I have a name for the baby. It's funny because neither one of these women knew it was a girl. You know, and, and, and she's from the Creek tribe, Creek Seminole. Mm-hmm. And Ichoji. Ichoji. So it starts the name starts pronouncing way in the back of the throat. Wow. Very guttural. And so Kay and I wonder why did Auntie give this baby a name? It's unheard of, you know, especially in the name of a very powerful medicine woman. Mm. I mean, she lived to be, she was born in the late 1700s, in the 1790s, and then she died in the 1930s. That's a long time. That's lived three centuries. And um, a very powerful medicine woman. And we couldn't figure out why, we couldn't question auntie. You know, you can't say auntie, why'd you do that? It's not allowed. But, um, I, I found out after my daughter went to uh, New York, she was going to go to New York as a COVID nurse. Frontline, mm. the first weeks of COVID. And she said, this is exactly what I was born to do. She goes, this is what I was born to do. Wow. And she says, this is my calling. Okay. And she risked her life to go there. When there was, there was no protection gear. She had, painters, sure. oh, yeah. she had a painter's suit on for protection. <clears throat> you know, she bought her own gear. Um, and then Kay and I talked about it. I said, I said, now I know why Auntie did that. Because she knew she wouldn't be here when Lalo came of age to uh, give her a name. So our, time, our tribe teaches time travel. It was that she went forward in time. She looked at Lalo's life. Mm-hmm. You know, 35 years later, comes back and says, I'm going to give you this name. Mm-hmm. And well, so on. Yeah, and the other thing is a lot with the elders, um, like now, Tony. Tony is the elder in his family. So it's his responsibility. Like, one thing that happened was your dad, his dad uh, left Tony's children, his his branch, largely unnamed, right? None of them. Like, one child received a name. Yeah. Right. So Tony must have questioned that, but it was never talked about. Yeah. yeah. But now. Now I know why. Now, when Tony takes, then his dad passed away, now Tony fills that role, mm-hmm. and it's Tony's responsibility to be, well, one of, if he chooses, Tony has the right, the family right, to use the family names mm-hmm. as he sees fit. And if people want one of those names that's associated with his family, they need to come to Tony yeah, and ask sure. permission for that. 
But it does take a whole family gathering to, to find the names, to look at the life, do they deserve a name? You know, there was at my ceremony, there was one lady who was 82 years old. And we were having dinner, and I sat next to her because it's a beautiful elderly woman. And she said, um, I'm 82 years old and I don't have a name. And when I go to heaven, no one's going to know what to call me. You know, I have no name. And I felt so sad for her. Mm. I thought, how do you make up for 82 years? How do you go back and say, you know, I need a name. And I, and I realized I was totally powerless. Just had to observe her. That she, she just realized that she had no <coughs> so, so here's an interesting thing about that. <coughs> I'm guessing she's got a social security card. And I'm guessing there's a name on that social security card. But how did she get that name? She would probably assign a name by uh-huh. the United States government. Yeah. 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 She was old enough at that time, so she she would have been. Take where, this name out of a book. Yeah, just, they just they, they, they the the kids and old people lined up in front of the uh, the whoever was in charge of the lieutenant uh, colonel whoever was it. Sure. And they the registered. Indian agent. Pardon. The Indian, Indian agent. Indian agent, yeah, and they would uh, say, "What's your name?" So my grandfather said, "Clark or Dad." I said, "Wow, we don't like that name." Clark, Clark, it is. And so it you know, oh. he, no, it was. Now my grandfather and grandmother they were the heads of the tribe. He said, Well you're you know, you're the most important ones in the tribe, so we're gonna give you the most important names in our country. So we're gonna name you George and Martha Washington. And they, they did it out of respect. But, sure, sure. Uh, but they took away also my grandfather's name, my grandmother's name. Wow. So And which brings me to my name. Cladis B. Yes. You know, Cladis B is put on us to to associate shame. More coffee? Really? For Go breaking ahead. the law, the white man's law. And at the time, my grandfather was married to a white woman, which was illegal at the time. It was legal for a white man to marry, to marry an, an Indian, Indian woman. woman, yes. But it was illegal for an Indian man to marry a white woman. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember what branch of law he came out of, but it had to have been some sheriff held judge, jury, executioner on my grandfather and killed him. <clears throat> for being married to a white woman. You know, it's interesting. I'm going to tie into today where there's a lot of uh, discussion about abortion. Yeah. And I was reading an article about some of the history of the discussion regarding abortion. And back in the, you know, in the civil rights era in the 1960s and 70s, it was one of the talking points for for a conservative consideration of, of abortion sure. was that sure you know nowadays it's like well rape if you've been raped you know that's that's we want to be able to take care of that and then um, it was like should a a black and a white person get together then yeah that would yeah. be a good reason to yep. consider sure. like like that's the argument for yeah right for oh, abortion yeah. oh yeah 
Yeah. Which is like, you wouldn't hear that argument necessarily today. Health of the mother? Eh. <laughs> you know, which is like, things have changed so much in just a short amount of time. Five generations. Tony, I want to I want to go back to your to to your to your name though. Where where did Cladosby actually come from? Because it, it sounds means, like it, it. It means ties me up. Ties me up. It has nothing to do with bondage. Okay. The the literal meaning is to hang by the neck. Oh my gosh. So his uh, ancestor was hanged for marrying a white woman. So, oh my! Um, wow, that's that's and dark. The, and the. Well, no, not, you know, it's history. Well, oh, know, oh, I know, it's history, it's, yeah. And, and it's something that we live with. And they, like I've always said, they've tried to use it as shame for our family. Right, but Little okay. did they realize, five generations later, here I am. Right, there you go. You know, I, I'm one of the most outspoken people around for, for what I see as right and wrong, no sure. matter what culture you're coming from. If sure. I see anything that looks or smells or doesn't add up and you call it BS, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I'm just gonna tell you flat out to your face that yeah. Yeah. you know, what I see is not what real life is. <laughs> and and before before I'm done with my responsibilities, I'm changing my last name back to the original pronunciation of ties me up. Mm. So I'll, I'll be known as Cladus Bid. Cladus not Bid. Not Cladus B. Cladus Bid. Yeah. Yeah. We have the book for that. That's where we found mm-hmm. the book. Yeah. yeah, all the names are, are I mean, like Swinomish. Used to be Swinomish, Swinomish. However, I believe the correct the correct pronunciation is Swedopsh. Swid Swedopsh. Swedopsh. Okay, so I'm picking up almost a little bit of a D in there, a little consonant. Yeah, Swedopsh. Swedopsh. Which is like the name of the park. Right. Swedopsh. That's where the name comes from. Right. Dutch. <laughs> I'm learning, I'm learning. Jay, I had a, a, a question, though, about going back to, you said this summer sometime you were uh, planning to have an Amy. My sister's in charge of it. She's the matriarch of the family, so she's the one in charge of it. Now, who will come up with the name? How will you? She will. She, she will. will with the other aunties, and the elders in the family will go through and review all the names. Then they have to review everyone's life, all the kids, and see if they merit having a name. And that's a big deal. I mean, I, I would, you know, I couldn't imagine that some kids are going to be passed over because they haven't earned a name. You know, you got to keep on trying harder. But some people are very accomplished in their life and have dedicated themselves to helping other people and, and being good at what they're doing. They have a really good heart and they're going to get names. Yeah. One of the things we haven't mentioned about names either is that they can be taken away. Oh, yeah. If you don't live up to the expectation of your name, or disgrace the name, mm-hmm. or bring shame to the name, you no longer are entitled to hold it. Mm. Or, or you can be given a name, given it. It's yours. Right. You can, you can lend, you can be holding a name for somebody. And somebody can share a name that they don't give ownership to, 
like you, you we're gonna share this name with you you can use it and it you, but it's not yours to give away okay okay kind of a lease deal there's like all kind any as many different Indians as you can think of is as many different ways of people to get named yeah I mean there and it's and and absolutely the way Tony's family does it is different but similar to the way Jay's sure, family sure. does it yeah. is different from how other people do it. I mean, which is the nature of being native. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, 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 uh, thinking about the summer coming up, we have to have representatives from Yakima. Okay, so we got to bring the big drum to the ceremony. You know, we got to bring the hand drums to the ceremony. But the different regalia from the different parts, all the different tribes, from Snoqualmie to Snohomish. Lower Vancouver Island, Skagit, Swinomish. You know, you were going to be representing my Swinomish family, you know. Um, and then uh, Wenatchee, you know, and Warm Springs. So that's all the music bringing together, all the stories bringing together. Wow. You know, all the sounds. Of, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine. How long will this, how long would you anticipate this uh, will last? Our, our ceremony went all day long last year. Okay. About, I mean, what, 30 years ago. It was, you know, from morning to night. Yeah. And before the and when everything wrapped up, you know, everyone goes on their way, but everyone gets a gift. Yeah. Wow. So you, 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 and you don't know how many people are going to be there, so you don't know how much gifts to buy. Yeah. So you buy. The way we do it is like when we're feeding people, they say, "How many people are going to show up?" Oh, I don't know. Well, let's cook a bunch of food. If you if your heart's right and your head's right, you'll cook exactly enough food and then a little bit more to send home. With, yeah, right, with right, people. right, um, right. You know, there was an experience like that I had when I was at Ramadan house. Uh, I wanted to feed the feed the whole house, and my wife says we can't afford to feed the house. I said this you know, we're we're you know cancer patient parents. We, we can't afford to feed the house. I said oh yeah, we're going to feed the house. We're going to feed them salmon and steaks. And hot dogs and everything for the kids. We can't afford that. You know, that's thousands of dollars. I said, I said, well, we have to think right, you know. So I called the guy at the Swinomish Fish Company and I said, hey, I want to do a family dinner. And they donated oh, wow. yeah. hundreds there of you pounds go. of salmon. There you go. And then I told everyone else in the, in the, in the thing we went ahead to do a family day, we're going to do our own family dinner. And someone pitched in $20 here and $10 there. And next thing you know, we had all the steaks you can imagine, you know, yeah, steak piles there you go. And then one of the ladies came down and said, well, I, love, I like cooking pastries and desserts. So she got the, the bakers of the moms and they bought some things, they got some things from the, the cupboard and next thing you know, it was all the desserts. And next thing you know, that place was a full of Sunday that, that weekend because a lot of families had come to visit. And... So everyone was fed, and, and my wife keeps going, but we're not going to have enough food. I said, we're going to have exactly enough food. Trust me. Because how do you know? I said, I know. <laughs> I know right here. And before the day was up, everyone had steak, everyone had salmon, all the kids had their hot dogs, all they wanted. And then the most beautiful thing about it was all the families that came to visit did all the dishes and cleaned all the tables. All the families did. They stepped up and did all that. So all the visitors recognize on a family dinner you don't the families don't clean up right the helpers clean up you know one of the biggest things about the difference between the two 
different worlds in that conversation is one is listening to self-doubt, one is listening to your ancestors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Being told what to do, how to do it, remembering how to do it, your teaching from the past, how you gathered in the past, how you prepared to prepared to feed that amount of people. Yeah. You know, and if you if you listen and and hear and adhere to what's being said, you're not gonna fail. Mm -hmm. Because you have so many different people behind you, you can't see them. We probably fed 150 people that day, maybe maybe close to 200 with all the families. Yeah. And and we didn't have. Cindy and I didn't have a hundred dollars extra to our name. Yeah. yeah right. Right. Yeah. But so the the potlatch when you do the ceremony, the naming ceremony, is uh, very important because. You have to prepare a gift for everybody there. You don't know who's there. You have to prepare. And you can't do it wrong. You have to be ready. And the only way to find out what's going on is to listen to your heart. concludes another episode of Tales of the Magic Skagit. You can follow us on Facebook at Meyer Sign, as well as read our stories on our website, MeyerSign.com. Just click on Behind the Sign for all the good stuff. Thanks for listening, and keep the Skagit magic, y'all.